0: Guess what is just about to happen? Friend, because of you, this podcast is creeping up on 50,000 downloads. My mind is just absolutely blown. And before I even get started on this episode, I want to say thank you. I so appreciate you popping back in here every week or a couple times a week and listening to episodes. And so I just want to say thank you. I feel so blessed. This was a prompting and, a, and a leading from God to do this. And I'm so glad because I'm having a blast. It's so much fun. And this weird halfway unsocialized homeschool mom sitting in the corner of her daughter's bedroom recording these episodes because it's the only space that I have that's kind of out of the way and doesn't pick up on all the sound everywhere. But in just the past six months, almost at 50,000 downloads, and by six months, I'm pretty sure it's going to be there. But this podcast is ranking in the top 2% of podcasts in the entire world. Top 2%. That's just, that's crazy. So thank you. If you would like to help out just a little bit more, I would so appreciate it. And the way you can do that is by sharing this podcast, even this episode or another episode or just the entire all of them. This is episode 70. uh, And sharing it with your friends, your in real life friends, and you can share it on social media as well. Okay, I mentioned this is episode 70. Let's dive into right now. Mama, if you're feeling exhausted, whether right now, or you know, you start to feel exhausted at times, but you're a homeschool mom who's feeling exhausted. Today, I'm going to share with you five ways that you can be the best version of yourself every day so that you can soak in these days and these years and someday when you look back, yeah, you know, there's going to be tiredness. Kids, they're a little tiring, right? They require sometimes around-the-clock care. But my goal is that you are not exhausted and you don't walk through these years, these times of homeschooling in a fog, and then you can look back and you can say, You know, I was the best version of myself every day because I did a couple of things to help myself not feel exhausted. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally homeschool, Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Many years ago, I had seen or heard somewhere. It was probably like a comedian because there wasn't a lot of social media. My husband and I would say something funny to each other just to kind of take off the pressure sometimes when we had three kids. Let's see. So probably three kids under the age of five around then. And we would look at each other. So we got this from a comedian. I didn't come with it. But you go to bed at night and you look at each other and you just say, good luck. Because you had no idea what was going to occur throughout the night and so if you are in that season I I can feel you I remember there was babies who were just up who needed to be fed there were nightmares there was somebody who needed maybe a drink of water and on the opposite end there was a child who drank too much water before bed and we'll leave it at that but just all the things and I really felt like this went on for many many years it's probably for me only been in the past few years that I feel like I'm pretty assured of getting a night of sleep. And if you're not in that season, you're like probably sending me like daggers through your eyes right now. I know, but we can feel exhausted. So even if your kids are fairly good sleepers, my kids were fairly good sleepers. Pretty good. I felt like, but there was just things. And then we've got during the day, we've got a meltdown about this and this person, you know, they're looking at me. You're like, okay there's just there's things that just come up kids are emotional they have emotions and they don't know how to verbalize them and the weight of everybody we are carrying especially as young among others uh through each day and as they get older i don't know if i should tell you this or not but you still carry kind of the weight of them it just gets to be it's a different weight and it's a different it's like okay they're out driving they're going here and they're going there they're making these decisions but as moms we can take that on and that helps to exhaust us as well there's just the housework, you know, the cleaning and the cooking and everything that has to happen. And y'all are probably like, okay, I get it, Lee. <laughs> it's exhausting. You're exhausted listening to this. But like I said earlier, I don't want you to get to the other side and think of yourself just in this fog, this haze and not remember a lot of when on, what went on day in and day out that didn't have to do with with your exhaustion. So I'm going to share with you five ways things that you can do every single day to help you to be the best version of yourself, to give you the energy, to give you the momentum, to give you just a different perspective on things and on your day. And I'm going to add this here. Nowhere on this list, you're going to find caffeine or coffee. So if you drink, this is not, if you drink coffee, that's fine. But I just want to add that because maybe you aren't a coffee drinker or you are. And I just want you to think that anything on this list, none of it is you don't, there's nothing you nothing you need need to drink there's no energy drinks there's no caffeine there's none of that it's just practices and habits that you can add into your day to give you a bit of energy give you a boost and all this talk about energy the funny thing is that kids have so much energy there are a lot of little kids that live in my neighborhood and even my big kids my teens and if you hear noise in the background that's so teens have energy too, even though they look. My teens will look at little kids and they'll be like, "Oh my goodness, what those kids like! What are they on? <laughs> they have so much energy. They're exhausted." But even I look at my teens, I'm like, "Wow, we've got so much energy. They're outside. They just got home from, uh, from work, from mowing mowing lawns. One just came in and asked if they could take my minivan. Uh, hopefully, a lawnmower doesn't start up here soon. But the other ones riding remote control cars and hooting and hollering. Okay, let's get into let's get into this list here." Number one is I want you to get some rest. I know we just talked about it. Like you just said, good luck. You know, you say good luck to each other at night because are you going to get your rest? I know, I know it can be hard, but I want you to go to bed. How do you do that? I want you to turn off the TV at night when your kids are in bed after they go to bed. I don't even want you to turn on the TV. I want you even to shut your phone off if you can. I know there's sometimes situations where you might need to hear from somebody, whatever. Maybe turn it off and just turn it back on later just to check your text messages. Not to check Instagram or Facebook or whatever other social media you have. Another little good habit to maybe get into is deleting those apps off of your phone. That could be a, this could be a whole different episode here. But what I want you to do is I want you to get some rest. I want you to make a priority to get to bed. So turn off the TV or don't even turn it on turn off the phone, set up your day for the next day, set yourself up for success. And we've talked about this in a couple different episodes. And I want you to get your kitchen ready. I want you to get your clothing out, but do what you can to get your next day. Maybe you have appointments to go to the next day. What can you do the night before, after the kids are in bed? What can you do to set yourself up for success? Do that. Skip the TV, skip the social media. I know people say that it relaxes them, but it actually doesn't. It gets you worked up, the blue light. It will just kind of get you kind of going. Better option is to do some reading in bed. Okay. So the kids are in bed. I want you to, you turned off the things. You're not on any devices. You're setting up your next day. And I want you to do what you need to get to bed, get washed up, wash your face, brush your teeth, put your pajamas on, get into bed, read a book for a while until you're a little bit sleepy and go to sleep. If you have little kids, like I mentioned earlier, and you're looking at each other and you're saying, good luck, your bedtime needs to possibly be earlier than you think it needs to be. Maybe you're like, I'd like to be in bed at 10, but I have kids that are getting up with the possibility. Maybe you aim for 930 instead. What's the worst that can happen? You actually fall asleep at 930 and nobody wakes you up and you wake up early in the morning, there's nothing wrong with waking up at 5.30, 6 o'clock. I know you're like, what? I can't do that. But if you slept from 9.30 to 5.30, that's eight hours of sleep. That's what, that's the worst case scenario right there. That means you get to get up and get started on your day. But getting our rest, you can't be refreshed. You can't not be exhausted if you're not getting sleep. And you might have kids that are waking you up at night. Maybe there's things that you can kind of do to help um, make that not happen so a kid who's waking up because they wet their bed maybe we cut off drinks at a certain time so that that isn't happening but the interrupted sleep often means that we need a longer amount of time in bed so maybe you do get to bed at nine thirty, but you had one or two kids wake you up and you slept until six thirty or 7 it doesn't mean that you got that whole thing that interruption does do something to us and this is a season and when we are tired we don't think straight When we are tired and exhausted, we kind of blow our lid. We blow our top. We get upset and angry about things that we wouldn't normally get upset about if we got our rest. So number one, get your rest once you get your sleep. Maybe that includes taking a nap in the afternoon. No shame, friend. No shame at all. I napped in the afternoon for probably 10 years, and that was really how I was able to get through the rest of the day. And not in a way, not just get through, but to be able to stay awake and to be able to manage everything I had to do was to take a nap because I was not assured of getting sleep. And I'm somebody who needs a good night of sleep. And I think that most of us are like that. Number two, Mama, I want you to try and get up before your kids. Okay, I'm not talking like four hours before your kids, just even 15 minutes to get up, use the bathroom, maybe stand there and look out the window for a little bit. Look at the sunshine, look at the beautiful day ahead, or maybe it's raining. It doesn't matter. But just getting up 15 minutes or so beforehand at the minimum to give yourself a chance to wake up, think through your day, have maybe a couple of uh, moments of clarity of thought before you start hearing the sound of uh, little feet running down the hallway. Again, this doesn't mean you have to get up hours and stuff before, but just having that time to just, (sighs) Breathe, relax, spend some time just, just thinking, (laughs) just being in that moment of that time instead of in the moment of our kids. Our kids get up, they come running and mommy this, mommy that, I'm hungry. And this is what happened. And I want to do this. And can I watch this show? We move into the moments of our kids, but just having a little bit of time before our kids get up to just have a moment to ourselves can kind of give you a little bit of centeredness. If you get up in enough time, we're going to add, you can add this. So number three is doing daily devotionals, reading your Bible, reading a book that goes along with it. Maybe that book has to do is a Bible study, or maybe that book has to do with marriage or parenting or something, but spending a little bit of time, maybe you're able to get up 30 minutes before your kids and you're able to spend 10 to 15 minutes doing your daily devotionals. Do that. Do that. It is a way to fill you up. We wake up in the morning. We, it's, I feel like we have, uh, it's not an empty cup in a bad way, but we've got like, I'm picturing maybe even a coffee mug and it's ready to be filled up. And by taking a little bit of time, getting up a little bit for our kids, we're filling that cup up. We're spending some time in the word, reading the Bible, some way of, you know, preparing our hearts and our minds and asking the Lord, like just Jesus, You know, I need you today and I am asking you to just lead and guide, direct this day, help me to watch my words, help me to watch my actions, help me to watch how I react to things. Now we can't always get up and there might not be time all the time, every single morning. And I never want you to feel guilty that it does not occur first thing in the morning. It's fine. The Lord will listen to you anytime, day or night. Okay. Okay. Maybe your devotional time happens while there's nap time, or you guys have quiet or rest time in the afternoon, and everybody's in their rooms or in their beds, or you have just a little bit of time. Maybe you can sneak out on the back patio. It's nice out in the summertime, so maybe that's why I say that. If it's the winter, it's okay. You can do this inside too. But just taking a little bit of time at some point in the day. And don't be afraid that you have to do this in a time where there are no kids. You could do your devotion with your kids around. It's amazing how us moms can focus. We can sit, we can read, but we can hear our kids and we know the moment that they need us or there's some type of serious situation we like can leap into action. But if they're just playing, it's just as kind of a soundtrack, right? To the background of, of our life. So I really want to encourage you to spend some time Just in the word, it could be throughout the day. You could say, you know, I'm going to spend five, 10 minutes in the morning. And then while the kids are eating lunch, uh, they're pretty well entertained and they're all contained, maybe put on an audio book during that time. And I'm going to go slip into the other room and I'm just going to spend 10 minutes in prayer. Maybe it's later the day, maybe it's in the evening. You just can, so you can spread it out. There's different seasons and there's different approaches and different times that work best for you. So I want you to evaluate what that is and then go and do it. Act on that, okay? Number four, the fourth way to give yourself more energy, not be so exhausted, and to be the best version of yourself every day. Are you ready? Mama, I want you to reduce the to do list. If you are running around, you're like a chicken with their head cut off, and you have this to do and that to do, stop and think is this really that important? Maybe take a look at your list and prioritize what needs to happen. Are you involved in too many things that are taking you outside of the home? And not that that's bad, but just maybe in this season, one of those things needs to be laid down. It does not mean that you can't pick it up in another season. You most certainly can. But there are times that we can do things and there are times when it is just too much. And if you are finding that your to-do list is so long and you are your attitude and your demeanor and your temper is very short with your children and with your husband, then maybe that to-do list needs to be evaluated, needs to be figured out. And maybe that to-do list doesn't have a lot of extra things. It's just, there is a lot to do. You might have a larger family. You might have just a lot of little kids. Maybe at this point you try to evaluate, is there some way that I can get some outside help? Is there some way that I can have somebody come and help me out with this housework or with the kids so that I can do some of the housework or I can run and do some of these errands? And maybe that to-do list is just all the things that are in your mind and you can't quite get them straight. You don't know how to get them in an order that will actually make sense. How do I get from point A to point B to point C and D to be able to get this project done. Maybe that was what needs to be done and giving you some clarity of thought so that you can carry out those to-do lists. Now, I actually have my own personal to-do list that I came up with years ago and I have been using for, oh wow, probably five or six years. And and it is something that I have shared. There's a link they can download it to the moms in Clarify Your Homeschool. And it's been really nice to be able to see. It's been fun because it's just something that worked for my brain. And then to go and see that it works for other people's brains where I can just get it out. There's no reason to hold all these things in my head. And again, a to-do list isn't something that we have to, we're beholden to. Now, yes, there are some things that maybe we put on a to-do list that really do need to happen, but it's been neat to be able to see the mamas in Clarify Your Homeschool. So you can check out more info on that at clarifyyourhomeschool.com. Okay, so we've reduced the to-do list. We've evaluated it and checked it out. Are you ready for number five? Number five is my most favorite one of all. Okay, well, I like number one, getting some sleep too. But number five, mama, I want you to laugh. I want you to have fun. I want you to stop being so uptight. I want you to relax. I want you to laugh at the silly, corny jokes. I want you to enjoy this season in life. I want you to enjoy your children. I want you to enjoy the relationship you have with your husband and with your friends and with your neighbors and your community and your extended family. I want you to laugh at things. And if you are like, I don't think I've laughed in a while, then maybe find a comedian or something. It's hard to find some clean ones out there, but that are actually funny. There's <laughs> kind of like that. Okay. Are they clean? Yes. Are they funny? Uh... But find something funny to listen to, to watch, or to be a part of, and just laugh. We can get so wound up so tight as moms and hyper-focused on our to-do list and all the things that we need to accomplish that we forget that life can also be enjoyed. And those around us, we're creating a life for them to enjoy. But nobody says, you don't need to be a martyr. Okay. You don't need to be the martyr. Let everybody else enjoy their life. And I'm just going to, I'm an old Cinderella over here. No, enjoy your life as well. Cinderella enjoyed her life, right? And so should you, there is something just about when you just laugh and you just release some of that tension and it just, it just does things to you. And once you start laughing some, you'll laugh some more. Laugh at the funny things. I myself have a little bit of a weird Sense of humor. I really, and it's probably because I grew up with three brothers, but I really enjoy practical jokes. And so, if I'm been a little uptight and stuff, I'm like, "Hey, James, can you find me some video?" I know I mentioned about turning the TV off and turning off the phones, but this is a little, this is the time that's okay. I'm like, "Do you can you find something that's just funny? Practical jokes." I'm like, "I just need to, I need to like pent, get this pent up, you know, stress that I have out." And he'll find something and that's kind of what sets me off. So if you also have a weird sense of humor and you enjoy practical joke stuff, send me, send me the links to some of the things that you have enjoyed. I wouldn't mind watching as well. All right, friend, I hope this was encouraging to you. We don't have to walk through the homeschool years feeling exhausted. There are going to be times of exhaustion, but it's What do we do with those times of exhaustion? Our kids aren't out here to get us. Our husband isn't out to get us. They're not all against us. There's just this season in life where we are educating our kids uh, at home. We're teaching them life skills and character training and they want to get involved in this sports and we have these church activities and there's meals to make and there's uh, beds to make and there's bathrooms to clean and there's groceries to shop for and all the things, but I want you to enjoy this season and not walk through it and get through the other side and say, what just happened for the past 10 to 15 years? All right, let's go over this list again. I want you to write down, scribble down real quick here. Any of these that are popping out to you that you're like, yep, that is what I'm missing. That's what I need to do. So number one is to get some sleep, get some rest, go to bed. Okay. Turn the things off at night, set up your next day, get to bed and get to bed early if you can. Number two, get up before your kids, even if it's just 15 minutes to just enjoy the quietness of the home for 15 minutes before you wake up, before they wake up. Number three, I want you to spend some time reading the Bible every day. I want you to spend maybe some time listening to worship music while you're um, cleaning or while you're doing things. Just daily do devotions, turn your day to the Lord and see what he can do with it. He can do some pretty amazing things. Number four, I want you to reduce the to-do list. I want you to make it manageable and reasonable. And that to-do list I mentioned is for the mamas and clarify your homeschool. So when you get on over there, you can go ahead and check that out. And number five is to laugh, to have fun, not be so uptight, and to enjoy these moments. And kids can be funny and silly. Sometimes it's not really funny, but just pretend to laugh. And sometimes when you pretend to laugh, the laughter will will continue, but to smile, have joy on your face, enjoy conversations with other people and um, just enjoy this day because it is a gift. We can't control what comes at us or what happens to us, but we can control our reaction. So mama, I would absolutely love it. We're approaching that 50,000 downloads of the podcast. So if you can share this podcast and I want to encourage you to continue listening because little hint hint because we're hitting 50k there's going to be a giveaway soon so stay tuned and keep listening we'll see you back here next week and i hope you get a good rest get up a little bit early do your devotions reduce the to-do list and let loose and have a little bit of fun today if this podcast has encouraged you the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on apple podcasts i love to hear how this show has impacted you So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at littlebylittlehomeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, mama.